Here we are, Wednesday night, 7th of April, just after 8 o'clock, and episode 32 of So What's Been Happening. Let's bring on uh, a good mate of ours, Berkey. G'day, Berkey. Welcome back, mate. G'day, Az. It's been a while, mate, but uh, back in town now for this one. Can't wait. Yeah, look, uh, we cannot wait for this one. We've been trying to rig this one up for a little while. Um, episode 32, let's bring on Lovey for a quick chat. How are you, Lovey? Welcome back, mate. Good, mate. How are you, buddy? Very good, mate. Episode uh, 32. How are you, champion? Great to have Berkey back. Absolutely. It's uh, last time I saw him, he was double parked at, at, at the uh, at Swampland. So, uh, yeah, it's all right. Happy days. <laughs> I think I was carrying your sorry ass into the car and lift over. <laughs> no, not sure. me, mate. That's it. That's our missing fourth. That's our missing fourth friend, isn't it? <laughs> that was. Uh, Charles Jenkins and Dave Cosma, if I'm not Correct. mistaken, gig. It was a yep. great one. Mm. Uh, show 32, boys. Um, give us your best number 32, lovey. Oh, well, there's an obvious one if I'm an Essendon boy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Timmy, arguably our best ever midfielder. Um, probably apart from Hurdy. Uh, the other one, the other one, obviously we've had Barry Davis uh, from years gone by. Uh, then Justin Blumfield. Another premiership player. So 32 has been good for us over the years. All right, we'll give you those. Berkey, who have you got? Mm. 32. Uh, no, I'd have to go 33 because it's uh, an LP. My 32 is lacking in that one. Ad. Save that one for the next next one. But I'll, I'll go back a little bit in time. Kevin McHale for the Celtics, yeah, 32. Yeah. Uh, Carl the Mailman Malone, 32. Correct. Uh, cannot forget Magic Johnson. 32, probably to me the greatest 32 of all time. Um, and going back to local sport, um, probably Mark Rusciuto for Adelaide. I'll go with that oh, one. Yeah. And Alistair yeah. Clarkson, if I'm not wrong, wore 32 at Melbourne. So there you go. There's a few 32s. It's a famous number. That's a, that's a household name, uh, number at Melbourne. 32. Yeah. Wow. yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, <laughs> All right, let's get into it, guys. Um, it's been a while since um, we've had, well, I wouldn't say a while since we've had a great act on. We've been incredibly lucky recently um, to have just had Dan Brody on as well. Um, and I just want to fast forward to quickly the next uh, quick push for the next um, show we're going to have, and that's going to be Luke Sinclair on Sunday. So I cannot wait for that one on Sunday night. Yes, it'll be great. Good to see Luke um, out and about, and he's got plenty of gigs coming up, so we'll talk about gigs coming up as well. But, Berkey, who can you uh, intro us into for this uh, episode 32? We've been uh, pushing these guys, well, for George at least, for, um, with his brother Finn in, in, out for the last couple of years now. They're just uh, they're killing it. Uh, every show is different. You don't know what you're going to get, but every show is superb. Uh, they... Um, <laughs> I was at Boogie Festival on, on the weekend and had to leave because I had some sort of sunstroke or something on the, on Sunday morning. So I miss the guys performing. But from all reports, everyone was fantastic. Uh, but but uh, the Jones and Bones and uh, and the guys just ripped it up. They I had a ball. So uh, they were fantastic from all reports. So the shoes are up in the air. So without any awesome. further... Without me any more ado, I'm, I think we're looking over to George. All right, George let's Wilson. bring on George Wilson from Polyman. How are you, George? 
Buddy, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for uh, coming well. on, mate. Episode, episode 32 of So What's Been Happening and What Has Been Happening, George. Um, give us awesome. a little bit about where you, what you've been up to. All right. Well, this year has been pretty busy, uh, pretty solid since the start. Like it all kind of heated up towards the end of last year when everything started opening up again. Uh, and we brought in a new guitarist, which is very exciting and has just opened up a whole new world of possibilities for us. His name's Heath Robertson, and he's wonderful. Um, yeah, so we've just been playing around and trying to get some gigs, and we're going to record next month a whole new album of stuff that we've been playing for the last uh, year or two. Um, not last year, of course, because we couldn't, but, um, yeah, all this material that we've been sitting on for ages um, we haven't managed to record yet, we're going to... Uh, get to do next month um yeah and we've just got a few gigs coming up here and there up and down victoria and um yeah it's all just looking really good that's uh that's exciting news um yeah. for all polyman fans is a new album in the works that'll be awesome yeah oh, i thought um while you guys were talking about the number 32 i came up with something um I don't have anything specifically to do with 32, but if you double 32 and get 64, uh, that's the first year of the British invasion, which of course was a very important year for everybody. Cool. There you that's go. My, <laughs> that's my input for that. Yeah, we'll take that. Take that. We're adding in for 33, George. So you got me covered. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> That would never just, have entered my mind in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, George. So, I'm glad well I done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's start <laughs> off with um, how good it is to be back out playing gigs again, mate. Um, yeah. And 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 not just just intimate little gigs that you've been doing as well, but also uh, you're back on a big stage um, up at Boogie. Tell us a little bit about uh, that enjoyment. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, the little gigs have been really sweet because. Uh, you know, we're getting the new guitarist just sort of familiar with the stuff and familiar with, you know, how we how we work on stage. So that's been really nice to do a bunch of smaller shows with him. Um, yeah, but getting to do Boogie was just an honour. I didn't do that with Polyman. I just did that with Fen and with um, Bones and Jones. Um, but it was so much fun. It was really great just to have that many people, that many friends there. And the atmosphere there was fantastic. And I think it's going to be the last one at least at that area um so there i don't know there was a certain kind of certain melancholic uh enjoyment to the whole thing because everyone knew that it wasn't going to last much longer but um i guess i think i think that made everyone appreciate it a bit more while it was happening now it was, it was a great vibe there that the um i got i got there late we did the rock whiz thing on friday night uh, yep. the morning and it was great but um the saturday Floodlights were fantastic, and then we'd be yeah. even, and that they were killing it. Then yeah, I saw um, Angie McMahon. Yeah, sorry. And oh, that's all right. I, I got to see Angie McMahon on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, she's cool. She amazing. Yeah, that was great. And RBG, they killed it. I thought uh, they were. Oh, fantastic. I didn't get to see them. I love RBG. Oh, yeah, great. Really rocking band now. Really solid. Yeah, we yeah. Sat yeah. Off a bit clunky when we first saw them at. But now they're just, yeah, they're oh, really okay. yeah. great yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, they've been playing heaps. Yeah. They are. Um, no, I think, they, did you play with them at one stage? I think we saw. No, never never with RVG. I've just been an admirer from afar. Um, right. 
No, I've never shared a bill with them, unfortunately. I'd love to, though. That'd be great. Oh, they're great. I'll be, I think yours is one of the last gigs we saw before lockdown. When you oh, played really? At, yeah, when you played with everyone on the bill at um, the New Brunswick Ballroom. Um, yeah, right. Mum was in the crowd and Shannon was there. And yeah, yeah. Was that was a great gig. Yeah. Now, so yeah, that new good. stuff, man. We, we're loving the old stuff, but when you threw the new stuff in, we just go, oh, I can't wait for this new album now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 you know when you go to a gig and you open, everyone plays their old stuff? Yeah, yeah. We're liking the new stuff, well, as much as the old now. So oh, thanks, man. Really looking forward to it, man. Cheers. One of us has got a little bit of echo, so I'll just yeah. work through that in a second. So what I might do is we might drop back off and um, we might ask you, George, uh, to play us out something. Why not? Sure. Um, I reckon I will play you guys um, uh, something from the album just to bring us in. Um, something you've you may have heard already. Um, I reckon I'm going to do inhibitions for you, if yes. that if that if that fits. It's my fave this week. Oh, great! All right. <laughs> they change, well, they change from day to day, but this is this is great. You'll enjoy this. Yeah. Place. All right. Well, I'll do I'll do inhibitions for you. All right. Here we go. Spicing along. <laughs> Good. All right. I weighed it down by my own inhibition. I've been playing the clown. But I need help down from my stage I put myself in these painful positions Where I feel I need to please Every face that I meet I'm in the cage
But they're taken up my shoulder by my brother Who will tell me how it is I'm not very old, did I mention That my whole life really seems Like a convoluted dream that I leave. Yes, I do, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 on you, Bergie. Give me one second, Bergie. He's ventriloquist. <laughs> Go again, mate. No, we've got no audio. <laughs> is, the, um, is the guitar coming through all right and everything? Yeah, yeah. you're perfect, mate. You're perfect. Okay, it's just all about it's all about Berkey right now. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. <laughs> trying to bring him back. Well, Wally. Just um, go for a lovey. You, you've thrown him off the stage. All right, good. Um, <laughs> no, not good. Just uh, got a couple of questions. Um, yeah. You would have been impacted like every other musician we've spoken to on the show the last 12 months pretty severely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. How, how hard have you gone getting back into it? So in my office, like I, I work in an office, I couldn't wait to get back. And yeah, yeah. many miles an hour. Yeah. Have you done the same thing? Have you have you just absolutely poured yourself into it? And and if so, what's how have you how have you gone about that? Because it sounded it's been a bit different for a lot of you know, musicians that we've spoken to. So it'd be interesting yeah, to see how yeah. you've thrown yourself back into it. Yeah. Well, I've been taking it pretty easy, to be honest. I think. Yeah. Um, because in the years prior, like the years leading up to the lockdown, you know, of course, we weren't aware that that was going to happen. But um, just in the years previous to last, um, I, I, was, I was working quite hard and quite a lot. Mm. And, uh, and I was always sort of thinking about what, what would come next and what I could be doing and what more I could be doing. So by the time the lockdown came, it was actually quite a relief for me. Um, yeah, okay. 
because uh, it meant that all of a sudden I could just take my hands off the reins and it wouldn't, it, the you know, the sled wouldn't move if I can yeah. really ham up that metaphor. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, there weren't any gigs to play and there wasn't anything more to do than just write or try to write and uh, just try to, you know, stay sane with your loved ones. And, um, and so that was really relieving for that period of time. It, it, it did get to a stage where I really started missing gigs um, just because I, you know, I saw footage or remembered things about them that I um, that I was like, oh, man, it would be nice to play a gig right now. Uh, and, you know, I kept having that recurring over and over again. Um, but, yeah, I think I guess because I got used to a certain mindset during lockdown um, that it, it, it has taken more a while to sort of get back into the swing of things. Like I've sort of... Like so many musicians, I, I lost a lot of momentum um, that I started building in like February when I released the album. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, that just got stopped dead in its tracks and we couldn't tour and we couldn't push it as hard as we wanted to and get the ball rolling. Um, How did you go with that mentally? You, like you and the, the band, how did you guys go with that? Like it would have been a bit of a oh, shock. Pretty, yeah. yeah, it was quite disappointing. Um, hmm. it was it was just disappointing more than anything. It was just this, you know, totally unquestionable uh, truth that things were just going to stop now, mm. everyone. Um, and there wasn't anything we could do to help it or change it. It was just like, okay, so this is just what's happening now. So we've just got to stop what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, so, but, yeah, in, in a way it was quite a relief for a while um, and we all felt that in my house, like Fen and me and Fen went back down and stayed with mum and um, that was really nice because we, we got to play a lot and we, we mum would have loved that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice to be back down there for so long. And yeah. Get kind of a refresher because um, Melbourne, mm. Melbourne can bog you down a bit after a while, the city and everything. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm slowly sort of starting to pick up a bit of steam and, I want I want to make things happen now, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I've started you know I've started making some connections and meeting new people and putting myself out there a bit more again and um, yeah, I'm working on the record with um, with Ella Bonsai and that's been really cool and um, it's yeah it's just it's exciting knowing that there's stuff on the horizon now and that things are possible again. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, cool. it, it's really good because. Uh, and you know, Berkey and uh, Aaron probably agree with this. It, it, there's nothing worse than seeing a whole bunch of talent, particularly young talent, just idle and not being able to do anything. So for, the, for me, the, the, to hear that you, you know, all these musicians are getting back out there, it's yeah, it's a bloody, it's a bloody good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and it's so yeah. nice. That, like so many of them are supporting each other and yeah. um, you know, getting out to gigs and. And there's just so many cool new bands that started during lockdown. Like I went to this show uh, in Brunswick at the retreat a couple, a few weeks ago, um, and the whole bill was new acts, not not new musicians. Like the, these are all people who have been playing for upwards of five years in Melbourne. Um, yep. uh, a lot, a lot of them much longer than that. But um, yeah, during lockdown, all these people in their house, their share houses, and you know, just you know, online or however they managed to hook up they started these bands together and it was just the, 
best it was one of the best gigs i've been to in ages because it was so fresh and exciting and everyone was so great and yeah they, they were all so tight and the songs were so cool and it was all the first yeah. time they performed as a band um yeah. so that was really cool that was a, a great sort of byproduct of the lockdown you know mentality and situation it was just people could get really focused on what they wanted to do and and then emerge at the end of lockdown with heaps of new stuff just young minds not being idle that's the main thing yeah exactly good i guess we can't help it too much <laughs> okay no. let's give you a go again mate okay oh no no Damn good. It. all right well, we'll get you to come we'll get you to go out and come back in again Bergie. i thought he may have been joking for a sec yeah i'd, I'd <laughs> say to die for a second so we yeah. will just we'll get him to come back in in a sec um so one thing i wanted to talk to you about um george is some influences you've had in especially in your um not so much let's get to the your music in um inspirations and stuff uh coming up but you talk about inhibitions before i just want to touch on play that little clip from one of your from that song and and just uh we'll talk about the creative nature of uh of the way you go about some of your clips so sure. play this little clip from inhibitions yep where would i be without my father or mother Teach me what's right Guide me through the night By the So, yeah, mate, just talk to us a little bit about uh, who, who helps put those concepts together and is it all you or, you know, there's some great footage there. Yeah, sure. Um, well... The concept actually started. I was I was staying at my mate's house. Uh, actually, one of the fellas from Bones and Jones, Jasper, um, the the main writer of them. Um, I was staying down at his house. Uh, would have been a couple of years ago now. And um, one of his housemates, her name's Liz. She has this framed picture, which I thought was really cool. It was like it was actually out the front of Sun Studios in Memphis. Um, and there's something, there was something about the way it was framed. It kind of looked like a movie frame. Like there was the, the box like that and then the footpath there and then the storefront, storefront there and then the door here. And it was just such a perfectly composed shot that it looked like someone would just walk through it at any second. Hmm. So I came up with the idea of having a video where I would be inside these frames and then I would walk through them kind of like if you were looking at a you know a picture on a wall and then you, you would see someone walk through it um and so that was the concept and then i brought that to um willem kingmar who is the ma magic man that makes all of our music videos at bonsai and you know for other people of course but um yeah we kind of we collaborated together and he he developed the idea and um uh yeah we managed to make something that was basically exactly what I had in mind. Um, and all of the shots that you see in the video are all, uh, are all like special locations for me. Like uh, the one that the first one I was dancing in front of and lent up on the tree, that was the first house that Jasper lived in in Melbourne. Uh, and actually where we recorded half the album in his little uh, 
home studio setup. Um, and then I jump into, uh, where was the second one again? Oh yeah, I jump into out the front of my second Melbourne house where we finished the album with percussion and stuff like that. And that's where I was living at the time that we filmed that. Um, and uh, yeah, Willem shot all those, uh, shot all that footage. We did half the, uh, half the half the footage up in Melbourne and got a bunch of cool locations up there, like houses of mine and just, uh, you know, special personal spots. And then did the same thing down on the coast. We got a bunch of footage from my house at Clifton Springs and the beach down there. and. Um, Jasper's house down there as well and um, yeah that's then we just put it all together and then he did all those amazing animation things and mm. yeah and it was, I was just really really happy with how it came out yeah, and we got a lot really of, well put together yeah yeah we got we got a lot of good um, feedback from it which was really nice because yeah he worked super hard on it absolutely I can see it yeah all right Bergy let's give you a go no and again <laughs> yes. Maybe he could type it. Maybe he could type it in or something. He might have to try that at least. We could see him. We can see him. We can see him, and then we can read him. Oh, he's got his off. Yeah. He's gonna, maybe we got to get try that one again. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry about that, mate. Berkey's, mate, right. to be honest, uh, Berkey's absolutely one of your biggest fans, mate, and he definitely introduced me to your music. Yeah, um, and he actually couldn't get to this particular gig that I'm just going to play a little clip from now. Um, but I went along solo to the gig, and um, it wasn't actually a big crowd because it was a very little limited number yeah. and an intimate kind of gig, but, mate, I absolutely love this. So just let me play this little clip for you. Yeah, I absolutely love that gig. How was it in that little intimate room at Cactus? Oh, it was so good. I always love playing at Cactus. It's like it's like one of my favorite gigs that we do. I've, I've done a, we've done a few there over the years. Um, actually, our single launch was there in October of 2019, yep. um, and that was that was the first gig kind of in support of the album. Um, and yeah, we just we filled out the place with all people we loved and knew, and it was just the three of us at that point. The um, me and Fen and Alistair are on bass. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was just—it's always so much fun, and it's always so intimate, and um, but but never never feels small. It always feels like you know really vibey and like something's mm. happening, something exciting is happening. Yeah, it's a um, real cool little band room. Like it. Yeah, um, I kind of thought the the little curtain at the back was kind of like a really bizarre little curtain that covered a window it was a real yeah, stonehenge yeah. kind of moment you know but um and fen fen sort of sat there and this little curtain was behind his head it was like a little prop but uh, i thought that was kind of cool but mate um it's great to be at great to be at that venue and uh obviously support for gabrielle delicious who played his first gig yeah. here which yeah. uh man he was awesome i, I absolutely loved him it's yeah. great yeah hope to see uh more of him out there yeah. I mean, um, all right. Let, let me play. Why don't Why don't we throw it back to you, mate, to to give us another another track, if you don't mind, or another yeah, song? Sure. 
Oh, that sounds good. All right. I'll try and bring um, Berkey back. I might, um, I might do a bit of a newer one if that's all right. Sure, go for it. All right. Well, um, this is going to be one of the ones that will be on the album when uh, when we get to doing that. Um, yeah, it's called Cinematic Grace, um, and I wrote this. I wrote this around uh, about six months before lockdown happened, I'd say, and it was just kind of. Uh, I suppose in reference to all the stuff that had happened just in my life up until that point. And, um, yeah, and I just thought I thought cinematic grace was a nice way to describe somebody. So I, I kind of worked that in. And, yeah, here we go. Behind your 
empty eyeballs Not a trace of soul is left behind We got you back, Berkey. Here we go. <laughs> hey, reverted back to the finally. back to the old phone. That's yeah, fantastic. Thank well you. done, George. You, that that falsetto just uh, kills me. It's it's a ripper. Reminds <laughs> me of um, reminds me of Jeff Buckley. To be honest, I know you've got the uh, I know you've got the Beatles and Beatles, and I've worn the Big Star Limited oh, Edition hey. T-shirt <laughs> that my daughter made for me years and years ago in recognition. But I know you're a big Bowie and Beatles and Big Star yeah. fan. But I get. I get a lot of Jeff Buckley out of that. Well, the four so, B's. It's the four B's in me. Unfortunately, Steve Marriott's name doesn't have a B in it anywhere. I'd put him in. But, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Bowie, Beatles, Big Star, and Buckley. That's it. Yeah, great. Not a bad so, uh, so I did want to ask inhibitions uh, that mentions mum and dad and, and fam- family is really huge for you guys. We, we yeah. locked in a bit when you were during lockdown. You were with mum and in Fen and having a ball. So we, we saw some of the stuff you were putting up. Uh, so the guys are obviously been a huge influence. Can you tell us about um, your your younger years growing up with a musical family? Yeah, well, um, I was on stage before I was even born. Like my mum was playing in, um, she was playing in a band called Git. Uh, when she was pregnant with me. So I was, my, my first gigs <laughs> was when I was still but an embryo. Uh, and um, it's been pretty much the same ever since. Like since I was born, my parents would take me and Fen to festivals and gigs and tours. And um, yeah, I was just exposed to, to uh, you know, at such an early age to the world of music and live music and performances. Um, that I don't think I could really have done anything else. It, it, it looked for a minute there like I was going to pursue soccer, but I don't think I ever really took that too seriously. Um, and I did love acting and dancing as well when I was younger. But, um, yeah, it always it, it always just would come back to music because um, we'd always be listening to music growing up, like that constantly be something on the record player or the CD player. Um, that I'd, you know, fall in love with. And, like, some of my first words were lyrics from a, uh, oh, what's his name? Ah, some some lyrics from a Rockabilly album that says, come on, baby. Um, <laughs> Pink Green Blues, something like that. I can't remember exactly now. But, um, yeah, music was just always such a huge part of my life growing up. So, yeah, I think it, I was just kind of imbued with it. And it soaked in so deeply that... Um, yeah, it's just it's just my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, 
yeah, well, I'm very, very lucky to have been raised how I was, I think. No, we're lucky to have it, mate. It's, 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 it's rubbing off. It's fantastic. We're loving what you're hearing, mate. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely second that, and I thank Berkey for introducing me to you, uh, to be honest, uh, George, because I probably wouldn't have come across you uh, at a normal gig, and, and I'm so glad I did and got to see you without Berkey, as I mentioned before, at... Uh, at Cactus, so I really look forward to seeing you up again soon, very soon on the big stage, mate. Um, let's just talk about uh, a couple of album covers, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. and a little bit of inspiration for those as well. Um, yeah. This one I absolutely love, and I use that as my backdrop for tonight. Yeah. Uh, pretty powerful title there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's always something that I felt like I've had to... Uh, tell people like kind of a disclaimer before we perform it. We, we haven't, we haven't actually played that one in a three piece formation. We have, so we haven't played that song for years, but um, uh, when it was just me and Ben on drums, um, we used to play it all the time. And I'd have to say at the start, um, now this isn't a sad song or don't, don't be worried. Don't be alarmed. It's about, uh, it's more about us as uh, a world you know, a civilization pushing, pushing things away, pushing change away, the prospect of um, like, you know, spreading out and connecting with other people. And um, yeah, so dying alone is more in reference to all of us dying alone, you know, as a species, because, uh, you know, we do things to stifle progress and, um, and change and, that kind of thing. So, uh, but then I, I flip it right at the last second and say, ah, but we'll be all right. <laughs> so I try not to make it too negative if I can. Um, yeah, yeah it, the title is a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't no. know, if you, don't, if you didn't get well, around to listening to the song. You don't want people crying in front of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you, you couldn't. You couldn't possibly. As, as powerful as some of the lyrics are, you you, you talk about in some of your songs. Um, mate, you're an awesome front man, to be perfectly honest. And I'd love to hear Thank just some of the influences that you mentioned before. And totally. I see so much, so much Jeff Buckley, obviously in your voice um, and the way you play. But another good mate of ours, Dave Cosma, said, mate, it's the only way to play guitar, left hand and upside down. So just tell, yeah. us, a little, just tell us a little bit about that influence and where did that come oh. from? Well, that that was that was pre-influence, really. Like that was before I even. Um, well, no, that's not true. I was about to say that's before I even had a favorite, but my absolute favorite at the time when I started, like just picking up a guitar and, you know, bashing it up essentially. Um, my favorites were Kiss. That that was it. Those that, that was the only band that existed in my world. Um, and I think, I think I I honestly couldn't say because I picked the guitar up upside down when I was about four years old. Actually, there's pictures of me at, at about two years old, or maybe three, where I'm holding a ukulele or a toy guitar, and it's upside down. So I think I saw pictures of people, and and I saw how they were holding guitars, and this is all just theorizing, because I don't know what was going through my mind when I was three. Um, I don't really know what's going through my mind most of the time. So um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just picked up the guitar, uh, would have just been like a tiny toy guitar and I picked it up just like this with the low E down there and um, I've played it like that ever since. I've played every instrument like that ever since. Um, 
and just no one no one ever told me to stop doing it like that so i um yeah that's just how i do it um like i played ukulele at first i i always had this little tiny kids nylon string like classical guitar and i just I, I learned how to tune that to open e so i just sort of i'd just use the one finger and just fret up and down and learned how to play a couple of songs like that um but again that was upside down as well and um and then I learned how to play ukulele and my mum taught me a bunch of chords because she's a really great uke player. And um, I did that upside down and she never said anything. She was just like, yeah, all right, I'll show you how to play some stuff. And so, yeah. I, and then I progressed to guitar when I was about 13 or 14. And um, yeah, just started doing that upside down as well. And that's, that's all I've ever done. Same with bass, that's upside down. Um, piano I play normally, I'd say, but um, yeah. And the weirdest part is, I'm right-handed. I'm the only right-handed person in my family, but I, I play the weirdest out of anybody I know. Hey, Bergie. Those little idiosyncrasies with, that we love about you too, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Well, it it, it has. It's yeah. It's it always furrows some brows whenever I'm performing. I, like, I always kind of look out for the person in the audience that like looks at my guitar and then turns to the person next to them and goes, what the f what's going on there? That always, makes me, that always makes me a little bit happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, just uh, I want to touch on just another album um, mm -hmm. influence as well and then obviously turned into a clip as well, um, yep. Japanese rock and roll. Absolutely love this. Um to me, massive Bowie influence totally in, in your stuff as well. And just want to play a little clip because I think the clip does it the justice to, to to some for some people that haven't don't know you and haven't seen you before to see just the some of your look. So just let me play this little clip. Yeah, sure. Now, to me, that is just total stage domination as a as a front man, um, and it must be good to have a couple of extra guys in the band now. And um, yeah, oh, it's so yeah, such a relief. Yeah. And one moment, you know, I remember from Cactus was uh, your other guitarist. Uh, your guitar died in mid song. Um, yeah. You, you kind of didn't miss a beat, mate. You you kept everything going. Fen obviously had the rock at the back locked in, yep. and uh, yep. the bass player was like, "Mate, what's going on here?" Um, the guitar guy was very quick, jumped back off stage. Oh, Sorry, I don't remember his name, but jumped back off stage, went out the back, picked up the guitar, plugged back in, and was ready for his, his next lead break, mate. So it was perfect. It was perfect. But uh, it must be great to have someone else slide into the band and, and oh, you know, yeah. well, fresh, like fresh influences. Totally. Back to the, you know, the front, the front man thing. That's always been a very important aspect of my music, like um, – I played drums in a band for a really long time and I always loved performing. But, um, of course, on drums, you're sort of limited a bit in terms of what you can do on stage. You can't move around very much or you can't do too much because, you, you know, keeping the beat the whole time. Um, uh, and, yeah, my favourite performers were always ones that would go, you know, would have this sort of incredible presence on stage, like Kiss, I guess, was an early example. And, you know, my, my parents are great examples both of them um, have 
uh, yeah, had that amazing sort of magnetic quality uh, when they performed. And I was always in awe of them when I'd watch them as a kid. Um, and um, yeah, so when I started getting into my own solo stuff, I thought, okay, right, I need to be a good front man. Kind of that was my priority, not even the music. It was just, all right, I need to figure out how to do this shit the way all those guys did it. And um, yeah, so that's, that's something I'm still working on. Like I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm, you know, what I'm doing and how to move and all that sort of thing. I'm still kind of getting comfortable. But um, yeah, I, I, I've got so many influences and so many people I can copy that, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just have a great time trying out stuff on stage and trying out moves and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's part of the fun for me. Yeah, well, to me, uh, I mean, throw Prince in there, throw Freddie Mercury in there, man. You got it. You got it all on there on stage. Thank to be perfectly honest, and well, it must be hard to favorites. Favorite must be hard. Must be kind of hard to tie in really all those because they're so big influences. But yeah, but yeah. I think you've done a great job in amongst your music to to grab a little bit of everything, but uniquely make it your own as well. So awesome yeah. stuff, mate. Thank you very much. Um, we might hit you up for one more, mate. Then a couple of last questions, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up, mate. But we could talk for hours. We we absolutely love. We'll just we'll mention a couple of your gigs coming up as well, um, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, I'm just wondering. I might do I might do another new one now. Um, this one's gonna uh, this one's gonna be on the album as well. Um, so. Uh, and this one we perform a lot live, so you'll see you'll see all of the ones that I've performed tonight if you come to any of the gigs. Um, should I plug? Should I do a plug right now? Absolutely, go for it. Uh, uh, come to uh, Major Tom's in Kyneton on the 9th of April. That's this Friday, uh, and we're doing this really cool uh, gig on a truck uh, at about four in the afternoon. So if everyone comes around, then then. You'll get to see us there with Bones and Jones as well. There it is. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It's uh, it's a big it's a big weekend plan by the look of that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Sunday I'm playing with Fen in Achuca, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah, but we will be performing this song as well as those other ones and a bunch of other bunch of other fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll play this one last. Uh, this one's called Wash. Thank you. 
Endless hours spent unveiling memories I forget. I'm teaching time to leave the past behind or better yet. To have a word with sympathy to throw up on my way. A bone thrown to a hungry dog who will leave in disarray. Again, how many times must it be explained? The feeling of love that I get so wrong. I feel you don't belong to me anymore. Can George before you uh, hit superstar, mate, and you won't be, won't be taking our calls. You forget us. Calls, no, no way. I'll always tell you something happening. Aaron's, Aaron's given me the Aaron's given me the liberty of one question. I'm going to take two, two real okay. quick ones, if that's the right. Go for it. Now, yeah. your um, your influence was kid, and Kiss nearly made me a musician when I was a little kid, and uh-huh. then I went to sport and footy. But right. I need to know. Which one was it? Was it Ace? Was it Gene? Or was it the Star Child himself that you looked at the most? For me, it was straight up Gene, just attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I think it went between Gene and Peter. Um, yep. Because uh, when I started getting into drums, of course, Peter Chris was my favorite drummer. Um, but right at the start, I think I was drawn to Gene the most. I just loved the tongue and you know the demon imagery and all the stuff. The ten-inch platform boots and yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, yeah. I, my mum was like she indulged my kiss habit so passionately. She would she like bought me some boots from an up shop, like big platforms, and um, she made me a cape. And she she'd always do my makeup whenever I asked, and I'd blast, you know. Des- I'd blast Destiny or Destroyer on the stereo. And, um, yeah, so Gene was it for a long time. But then, yeah, over time it kind of morphed into Peter. And then and now Ace, uh, I'm, I'm an Ace man all the way, yeah. is the only one that isn't objectively <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like Gene is just, oh, the grossest man in the world. Uh, and Paul, Paul, Paul Stanley Paul, is, Paul's not far behind. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Have you heard any of his audio book? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just a work of art. Have I mean, a strong really, heart. Yeah. 
<laughs> me and my brother, um, we got way into that over lockdown and would listen to it <laughs> car, car rides and everything. Um, it's just yeah. it's the best thing ever written. It's so it's busy. Head. It is off its head. Yeah. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff we've done over the years. Yeah, they've all written books. Yeah, yeah. there's money. Apparently, apparently Paul isn't even the bitchiest. I think Peter's Peter's is meant to be the is meant to be the most vitriolic and angry. <laughs> it's always the it's always the quiet one out the back. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. They're just taking it in, taking it all yeah. in, and then dishing so, it out forty years later. Yeah. So the rhetorical question we ask each body. Um, yeah. Now, take your family out of this question because we know they would sit front and centre at, at the dinner table. But who are the five? Who are the five people you would have at dinner that would sit next to your uh, your family and your brothers, etc.? Boy, like uh, oh, that's living, so anyone, living or whoever. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. I reckon I'd love to have dinner. I'd love to have had dinner with Ronnie Lane. I think that would have yeah. been really great. I would say Steve Marriott, but I feel like he's just, he would have been way too much work to hang out with. I think David Bowie, definitely. Um, David Bowie, would I feel like, would be a really good hang. Um, Not Gene and Paul, dinner title. Oh, they're not invited. No. Ace, Ace would just drink all the booze and make an ass of himself. Um, you want to pass the butter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's such a... Oh, that's such a big question. It's um, a big question. Yeah, I've always liked the idea of having dinner with Christopher Walken. He seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> I think uh, Iggy Pop would be a really good one. Modern day Iggy Pop, not uh, not Keep back in the Iggy Pop. Not, uh, not loose unit Iggy Pop. No, no, no. Post post nineties Iggy Pop, I'd say, yeah. would be my guy. Um, oh, that just leaves last one, number five. Um, I actually think that. Uh, I think a Buster Keaton would be a really good conversation. Ooh. I think he'd be a cool dinner guest. Oh, wow. That yeah. is Maybe those are a good mix there. <laughs> Absolutely. I wonder how they'd all get along. They wouldn't. No, I think uh, <laughs> you'd help out there for sure. Yeah. I just want to uh, mention a couple of comments that have come up on the side of our little cast. Uh, Jenny, a good friend of ours who was up at Boogie, um, says, oh, such a talent, whether they're front man, bassist, they're all rocking, even rocking the maracas. George, you're a star. Um, that speaks speaks volumes and speaks on behalf of all of us. And uh, and Berkey's daughters, actually, can't wait to get to another Polyman gig. Might have to tag along with my much cooler old man. So let's <laughs> see, uh, Berkey. We'll let uh, we'll let George be the decider of who's, who's the coolest between the Berks um, at the wow. next gig. You're, you're, you're both good, I'd say. <laughs> so you're Friday, mate. Equal footing. Yeah, we might have to do the road <laughs> trip for sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be really fun. Can I jump um, in with one last one, Ez? Is that okay? Go for it, mate. Go for it. I, I did want to ask George about the writing side of things. Do you mm -hmm. go into the studio with fully formed stuff, or is it ideas? How does it work for you? Well, um. It's it's sort of it's sort of hard to say because the studio uh, like I've you know I've only recorded the one album but um but I've made I've made heaps like dozens of um, demos at home um, and those were always like that that's when I was still living at home with mum and dad um, so these are quite old but um, I've got this little four track cassette machine uh, that I, 
that I'd always do my demos on for for a long time. And um, yeah, I'd kind of, in a sense, I'd write in the studio. Like I'd I'd have the guitar idea and the lyrics, so I knew sort of the form of the song, and I'd put those down first, and then. Um, I'd sort of come up with a bass part on the fly. My lead guitar parts I'd come up with most of the time on the fly just while I was imp like improvising along with the recording. Um, that's, that's pretty typical of how I still do it now. And same with the drums. Like I just sort of figure it out as I went along. Um, and uh, with this album, this is all stuff that we worked up together. A lot of, a lot of the songs that are going to be on the album were ones that I demoed by myself first and, have and have had a pretty good idea of already um uh and then i'll bring them to the band and and be like so this is basically this is how this song, song goes and then we work through it together and you know they bring in their own ideas and um and then we kind of meet in the middle between the two sides uh well, that's good you're open to that sort of stuff too that's great yeah 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 um yeah so that's pretty much how it's been since the start of like bringing in uh, the you know the other members because it was just me by myself recording band demos but then playing yeah. solo um, uh, as Polyman still but um, yeah now now that I've got a band I can flesh out these ideas that I've got and bring them to life you know hard and to be the Bowie and the Ronson but you're doing a great job mate so thank you and your your brother gets a little bit of artistic flair in in the band as well now um, being yeah, seen in the yeah. back, you know. You don't just tell him what he's got to do. I, I suggest, I suggest <laughs> things. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's really great at just sort of taking on requests or uh, something like that. Um, yeah, like it's kind of, it's a bit, it's a bit of a mix. Um, yeah, but he's, uh, you know, he's a great drummer. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't ever take long to, um, to, to get what I'm kind of hearing in my head uh, onto the kit and then, you know, on stage and everything. Yeah, beautiful. Well, he's uh, Fen's definitely going to be on our hit list as well to come on the show and have a chat because uh, he's an incredible talent himself, and I know Berkey's a massive fan of, uh, of Fen. So we look forward to seeing Fen on stage um, as his own gigs and, and also your, yours together. So we look forward to that. Um, just to, in kind of wrapping up of where people can find you, your music uh, available on Bandcamp. That's yep. the link. Um, check out all. Uh, Polyman socials for for anything coming up, but uh, obviously just the last um, push for this weekend's gig. There's two gigs there, um, Friday and Sunday, um, and don't be afraid to turn up at that Saturday gig as well. Just quietly, uh, Tom yeah. will be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I I managed to see um, see her at Boogie as well, and she was just fantastic. Yeah, yes, phenomenal. Yeah, so, you should make um, sure get to his pizza. As Absolutely. Yeah, no, we yeah. haven't heard the doorbell, so the pizza man's running pretty late, mate. Um, I know we talked about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Once again, we've gone well over time. George, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate. We really appreciate it. Uh, fair to say, I think, boys, I speak on behalf of you guys. We've got a new clubhouse leader and respective new favourite. Um, you're awesome, George, let's be honest. Uh, I'm not just blowing... Blowing wind up your tires, um, up your your bike, mate. That's uh, you're a superstar. Stop now. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, we got to find more people, more people that know about you, mate. So we'll help. We'll do anything we can to to help push you out there. Thank you very much. We look much. forward to seeing you the next gig. Yeah, me too. I look forward to seeing you guys as well. Lovely talking to oh. you. Cheers. Stop. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Love, man. Take it easy. All the best. Bye. Cheers, guys. Whew. 
What a superstar. Oh, yeah. 